Life in the Trenches. Relatable, faith-filled conversation about everyday life to encourage and connect. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this life together. Welcome back to Life in the Trenches. I'm your host, Melissa Sharp. So if you know my family, you know that we're a big Disney family. The first time we ever went to the most magical place on earth, we were hooked. I think it has something to do with the fact that we live in a world that's so volatile sometimes and so quick to steal the innocence and imagination from children that when you're there, you do feel like a kid again. And it gives you all those warm childhood feelings that maybe you had or you never had. But we are a Disney family. Uh, We went not that long ago. We had taken uh, both of our daughters. We had gone on a family vacation. And my daughters have similar interests and some different interests. And they both have a favorite ride. For my younger daughter, she became obsessed with the Pirates of the Caribbean. I didn't understand why she was so in love with these squashbuckling pirates. She would sing the songs that you would hear in the ride, and she just loved everything pirate and pirate ships and all of those things. So she had asked me if I would take her back to do a second run on the ride, while my husband had taken our other daughter to do Space Mountain again. I love that particular ride too. I think it's a lot of fun. and It kind of makes you feel like you're in the movie. So I took Rachel back to this ride. We had finished our time coming through. And as we walked out, one of the things that I most love about Disney World happened. You can be walking through and walk into a show, something to catch your attention and your imagination. Well, my daughter, my little my little kid is standing beside me. She was holding my hands and she looked up and she saw the character, the main character from the movie, which was Captain Jack Sparrow standing on a stage just outside the ride. And he was going through a full monologue. He was in full character and going on and on. And she just became obsessed. She would not take her eyes off of him. Well, other people had noticed as well. And so the crowd started to gather as the crowd began to swell. She had let go of my hand and I made the wrong assumption that she was still standing beside me taking in the show. Next thing I knew, I looked down for her and my daughter was gone. You know, as a mom, I mean, this wasn't the first time I've lost my kid. Those that's a story for another day. But as a mom, you you do kind of learn to take a step back in those moments and you try to let reason come over and you think, okay, you start looking around. I'm looking around people. I'm calling her name. I've stepped back from the crowd. I still don't see her. And that's when a moment moment of panic began to overcome me. I turned to find an employee. And sure enough, there was uh, an employee not staying that far from me. And I went right up to her and I said, I've, I've lost my daughter. I can't find her. And she looked at me without even breaking a smile. And she said, we don't lose children at Disney World. We lose parents. We'll find her. And I couldn't believe it. She was trying to put me at ease. But, you know, the panic was rising. 
The crowd had grown so large and my daughter was nowhere to be seen. Well, what ended up happening was there was another employee on the opposite side of the crowd who was scanning the crowd and noticed this little girl standing by herself calling out for her mom. Mom didn't appear. And so the employee went up to this little girl, who was my daughter, and inquired to her what happened. My daughter just explained to her that all these people started coming in and she got pushed into the crowd with the swell of the crowd and got completely moved down probably 20 or 30 feet away, just getting lost in the mass of people. Well, this employee was smart. She had taken my daughter's hand and had made an all call that she had found this child. Within moments, my daughter and I were reunited by these two employees. When I looked at her, the relief that overcame me was unbelievable. And it was in that moment that I actually felt like I could cry. I was scared. I didn't know what had happened to her. She seemed to have been swallowed by this mass of people. But she was brought back to me and the relief that I felt, you have to experience it to really understand it. When I look back at my own childhood and the impressionable years that I was left to wander alone, I feel like this is exactly what happened to me. I was easily swept up into the crowd of the world around me and I had to learn every life lesson the hard way. See, I didn't know myself and so I believed so much of what I was told. I think I was naive and I really fulfilled the stereotype of little girl lost. You know, it's not that I didn't have a parent who loved me. I have a mother who was there, but she spent so many years working her fingers to the bone to keep us surviving. She had her own life's trials and tragedies to work through. Much of her life, I didn't learn about until she was into her 60s. And it wasn't until my later years that my mother could actually help me thrive as a person. We all have a lot of healing to do, and some of us are healed. Some of us are not. I think that relationships reflect that truth. When I look back, I can see the amount of times that God carried me greatly unscathed through fires of my own making. Now, that doesn't mean that there wasn't consequences to my choices or my actions. One of my greatest regrets I still carry with me to this day. But I learned that the mob mentality is one of the greatest enemies to our uniqueness. See, on one hand, we make sandwich boards and we organize protests so that our voice can be heard, that we're all different and we need to celebrate it. Yet the other hand reaches across to choke out the very existence of those words. Why can't we just admit that we can all be found walking the fine line of hypocrisy sometimes? Isn't it all part and parcel to our humanity? Isn't it one of the greatest reasons why we need Jesus? Very easily, when we're not paying attention, we can be swept into the crowd not realizing it's happening and not knowing how to get out. When our lives feel to be in a constant spin of chaos, it's easy to lose sight of where we're going. 
And I truly believe that one of the reasons this happens so easily and often is because the enemy is so good at the art of distraction. If he can get our eyes off of what matters and focus it on something else, often something of complete insignificance, he can distract us, leading us into our wandering. I mean, that's where I find myself when I haven't been paying attention. I wander seemingly aimlessly, forgetting where I was even going in the first place. And I'm not just talking about the big things in life, because there always seems to be a leading up to. It's one decision or a choice that leads to another. Perhaps it's because we struggle in our humanity to know the difference between what we think and what we feel. Our feelings are fickle things. I mean, our emotions, is a, they're a big part of who we are. And experiencing them and learning from them is crucial to how we learn and grow emotionally. Any first-year psychology student, let alone a rational therapist, will tell you that. But I have to be careful to not be distracted by my own emotions, allowing them to sweep me away with the crowd when my ability to reason needs to be put in use in order to protect me. I think that's why one of my favorite words of scripture are one of the simplest. They're easy for me to understand and completely uncomplicate things. The first sentence says it all. Isaiah 118. Come, let us reason together. These were God's words speaking to his people, saying that even though your sin is as red as scarlet, it can be made as white as snow. So simple are the words of God, yet we complicate them so much. How practical he is to an impractical, emotional me. It's a steady and constant reminder of two principles that I desperately need to put into action in my life. The first is this. I gotta stop being foolish impulsive and reactive when I'm facing a problem. And the second is to know that I don't need to, and I was never created to face a problem all on my own. This is really hard to do, especially when it comes to my kids and my desire for them to be good people. But it's my job to be their eyes and ears doing my best to keep them safe, to not allow them to be completely swept up into the world. Sometimes I find my kids repeating things that they've heard from friends at school. They've made comments about politicians and pop stars, people they've never even met, let alone have had any interaction with in the virtual world. They know nothing about this person, yet they have some flippant opinion on what they've done or what they've said simply because they've heard other people say it. Sometimes I fail, and before I know it, my kids are gone. And then I have to backpedal to try and correct them. But before I can do that, I have to make sure that I know my own convictions. 
One of those things is making sure that I've got people around me, people in my tribe, who will be the eyes and ears in my life, keeping me accountable. I can't possibly try to keep my kids accountable to me if I'm not willing to allow myself to be accountable to others. I can't let my emotions get the best of me. And I can't keep allowing myself to be distracted from the things that are important. What's important to me may not be important to you. We all have a different journey and path in this life. But in order for me to protect the things that are important is to know the things that are important. I can't allow myself to get swept up into a mob mentality because it would snuff out what makes me, me. My convictions are the things that keep my moral compass in check. Knowing the difference between what I think and what I feel is hard, even on the best of days. The line between them gets blurry when I'm not at my best. Sometimes I have to step back from something in order to gain the clarity that I really need. And sometimes that clarity means I have to set my pride aside, asking for water to swallow my foot. No matter the battle, we're all fighting one and we need each other in the fight. And what I need, I need someone to lift me up on their shoulders so that I can see above the crowd and we can help each other find our way out. Thanks for joining me today. I hope that you found some encouragement along this journey of yours. And I hope that you've got that friend that can help carry you through. And I hope that you know how unique you are makes the world a better place.